Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, A.J. Hogue, where A.J.'s more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's A.J. with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. Hi, I'm A.J. Hogue, the author of Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native and the author of The Effortless English System that helps you, that trains you to speak English fluently, speak English confidently, speak English effortlessly. You, when you join my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com, commit, don't quit at EffortlessEnglishClub.com, EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Where are you going to go? You're going to go to EffortlessEnglishClub.com. That's where you're going. All right, uh, let's see. We got the Business English course. Hey, just talk to our... Web designers, web uh, programmers, so it is very close to being finished. Exciting. I know a lot of you are excited about learning business English. That's also at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Today, our topic, how to know the good, the beautiful, and the true. Uh, We've had this comment a few times. I don't think I've answered it yet because uh, I just wasn't ready to, but I've noticed it in the comments as we discuss these topics that a few people have asked, well, how do we know? How do we know the truth from lies? How do we know goodness from you know evil or corruption? It's, it's actually a very, very good question because it's not always obvious because the ugly and the uh, untrue, they're expert liars. They're very good at lying. Evil is very, very good at pretending to be good, right? I mean, no, almost nobody, <laughs> no big evil people, they don't say, I'm evil, everybody be evil. They don't say that. They always, they're good marketers, they're good at selling, and they're good at lying. So, it's actually a very important question. How do we know? How do we figure out? Especially now we live in this age of mind control and lies and fake news media and fake schools and propaganda. How do you know? Well, I'm going to read a section from this new book that I got as a gift because uh, St. Silouan, the Athenite, I noticed uh, this a section in his book. It was one of the first sections I noticed as I was going through it quickly. And he has an exact section about this question. Distinguishing good from evil. In other words, how do you know good from evil? How do you tell? This is about judgment. Again, the virtue of judgment. Having good judgment. It's a very important virtue. Because otherwise, like if if you're strong, but if your judgment's bad, maybe you use your power, you use your strength to do bad things. You don't even realize you're doing it, but you do. Or if you're kind, you're a kind, sweet, nice person. But again, your judgment's bad. So you actually are kind to bad people. You help them, and therefore you actually are helping evil. You're helping badness. You're helping lies. So again, that's not good. Judgment is very important to have to be able to see clearly what is true, what is not, what is good, what is not. And uh, we have a saint here, a Christian saint, specifically Eastern Orthodox saint, who gives us a nice little uh, teaching about this in this book. And I just can't, again, I want to thank um, Gregorios uh, Yonanis Kiosis from Athens, Greece, for sending me this book. Sent it in the mail as a gift. It's a very, very nice book. I like it already. Really nice. So uh, I just want to say hi also to everybody. Hi, everyone joining live. Let's um, let's just jump into the topic first, and then I'll come to live questions and comments. I have some updates about different things, too, I'll talk about. But let's read it, because this is an important topic. As we, you know, tomorrow we do our book club, we'll finish Brave New World, and it's depressing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a sad ending tomorrow, I'm just warning you now. Okay, here we go. From St. Silouan the Athenite. If you're watching on video, you can see the book cover right there. All right, I'm going to read what he says. Okay. God alone is absolute. Absolute meaning total. Evil is merely the resistance of a free creature 
to God. Evil cannot exist by itself. Evil always and inevitably, here's a word we've heard before, evil always, this is the important part here, evil always and inevitably contains an element, a part, appearing to have a positive value. And it is this which seduces man. Evil tries to present its positive side as a jewel, as something like a diamond, so precious that all means are justified to attain it. All right, now this is some kind of philosophy, guys, so let's go back and I'll, uh, let me teach, teach you kind of what he's saying. So first of all, I, I skipped the first part. Let me read the first sentence again. Evil must live like a parasite on the body of the good. There's a nice... So So he's saying evil cannot exist by itself. Evil always must like be attached to good, like a parasite. Okay? So we see this again and again, right? So evil corrupts goodness. Evil can't leave you alone, okay? Evil always has to find good people and try to live from them and take from them. That's one good point about evil. So that's one thing you can look when you're trying to decide is something evil or something good. Well, if it's like a parasite, if it's sucking, you know, money or energy from other people, then it's probably not good or the the person's probably not good. Okay, here's another one. Evil always tries to appear good. Evil always tries to appear good. This is important, like Brave New World, right? We're seeing Brave New World. They, the world controllers, they're very good at lying and selling Brave New World, uh, the terrible stuff, the sex with children, the, the control, the destroying of religion and God and faith and family and everything. They always try to make it sound good, right? They don't just say, we're evil. Okay, so evil always presents itself as a positive aspect, like a diamond that, and this is the important part, that all means are justified to attain it. What does this mean? This is something, a very important point, which uh, the next paragraph he'll talk about. And this is a big, big difference, and it helps you to figure out, is something evil, is an idea evil, is a kind of government evil, is a group of people evil? It's that the evil ones, not the good ones, but the evil ones, the bad ones, they always try to tell you that the goal, the goal, what they're trying to do, the utopia, the perfect society they want to make, that any means, like any methods are okay. That it's okay to do terrible things because their goal is good. We'll talk about that more. But for good people, they don't do that for good systems, for good things. They don't do that. They're always good. Not just the goal is good, but the methods are also good. Okay, now he mentions a good point here. And so this is why some of us are confused. It all, this, this, this fact that evil often pretends to be good can make it extremely difficult to distinguish good from evil. That sometimes it's very difficult to decide if something's good or evil because the evil's so good at sounding, you know, is, is so skillful at lying and pretending to be good. You know, you can see this in the Bible story, the, the early Bible story of Eve and Adam and the apple, right? And you have Satan, the this, this snake. Well, the Satan, he doesn't say, ah, be evil, ah, right? No, 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 he's a very good liar. And he says, look at that apple. Mmm, it's so yummy, it's so good. And you'll learn all these things. Ah, don't worry about it. Everything will be fine. Go ahead, take the, you know, eat the apple. Oh, look at it, it's so good, right? So he's selling evil and making it sound so wonderful. Important point. Now, this is another big point. Evil always proceeds, means it continues, by means of deceit. 
This is very important. Deceit means lying, right? Means untruth. So this is a very important point that evil is always dishonest. Evil is not honest, okay? Like the devil was not honest with Eve, right? He did not say, oh yeah, if you eat the apple, it'll be a big disaster (laughs) and you'll have to leave the garden and everything will be terrible. He didn't say that. Of course not. He lied. So evil always uses lies. It pretends to be good. Evil always pretends to be good. On the other hand, on the other hand, good, good does not need evil, right? So evil always must pretend to be good, but good does not need to pretend. Good is honest. Good is strong by itself. So he's saying, therefore, as soon as wrong means, wrong methods, such as lying or violence, hurting people, cheating, When you see these methods, you know you are dealing with evil. Good is not attained, right? True good, you don't don't reach good, you don't get something good, something wonderful by bad methods, by hurting people, by doing bad things, by lying. Good is not obtained, means to get. Good is not obtained by methods that are not good. Good is always comes from good methods. The goal is good, and the methods are also good. This is how you know, and this is a very important point. It's a very, very, very good teaching, okay? Because this is how we can know. So we see, like, for example, the communist, the evil communist governments, let's say in China. I'll probably be banned from China talking about this. I don't care. Um, you know, what? they Did they say that, oh, communism is evil? Ah, No, they didn't say that. They say, it's wonderful. We will create the perfect society. Utopia. Everybody equal. How will we do it? We'll murder and kill 20 million people. The Cultural Revolution, right? Mao. They murdered. They killed their own people. Not a war. Their own people. They murdered and killed their own people, innocent people, 20 million or more. And they said it's for a good reason. Oh, the goal is wonderful. After we kill all these people, oh, then we have the perfect society, utopia, brave new world. It's all wonderful after that. But the methods are totally evil and horrible. So this is how you know. It's evil. It's evil. They will never get the good result because the methods are evil. That's why you know you're dealing with liars. You're dealing with evil, 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 evil. Brave New World, we see it in the book. How did they create Brave New World? We learned in the book, the beginning, how did they do it? They killed everybody who disagreed. They killed everybody who disagreed with them, murdered them. Evil means. This is how you know. There are a lot of people pretending to be good. There are people who say, oh, I am a Christian, right? Priests or ministers. But what are they doing? They're abusing children. They're not good. They're fake. They're fake Christians. They're not real, right? We know the same with Muslims. We have Muslims. Oh, I'm a Muslim. And then they murder people and suicide bombings. They're not real Muslims. They're not, they're not Muslims. They're, they're evil, right? And we see this. It doesn't matter. Even non-religious, right? Agnostics, right? Who say, I'm not sure about God or not. And some of them say, oh, but I'm such a good person. But they're not. They do terrible things. And others are really tr- seeking truth. They follow natural law. They follow goodness in every part of their life. Their goal is good, and the methods, how they live every day, is also good. So good is good totally, 100% good. It's good at the start. It's good in the middle, and it's good in the end. They're always, they're kind, they're goodness, love, all of these things, faith, truth, This is how you know. This is how you can find out. So you look more deeply. This is how you know a good person and a bad person. Because the bad people always pretend to be good, right? To your face, they'll smile and they're good at lying. And you're like, how do I know? Well, you know because later they cheat you. Later they lie to you. And then you know, ah, they'll still say, oh, no, I I lied for a good reason. You know, my goal was to do something good but then they're doing something bad trying to get it. And now you know you're dealing with someone. This is not actually a good person. 
On the other hand, a good person, they'll be good all the time. Yeah, we're, we're not perfect. Of course not, okay? We all have our weaknesses. But in general, right, they're trying to be good always. They're always trying to be good. Their goal is good, but also just every day, the way they are, you know, interacting with you. You go to a restaurant with them to eat. They don't try to cheat you and make you pay for everything. You know, it's little things like that. You can start to see the true character of people. Little things in your everyday life. So this is very important. I very much like this teaching from, from uh, St. Silouan that we have to be careful, right? We have to look at the everyday things. This is how you start to find out, right? This is how you can tell the fake news media now. The fake news. Why do I not trust the media? Because they lie and they lie and they lie. And now I don't, of course, after, when you realize someone's lying to you again and again and again, then if you're not stupid, if you are intelligent, you'll finally wake up and you say, I'm not going to trust anything they say anymore. They're complete liars. They're 100% liars. So, this is good advice. It's very good advice. And, of course, in our own life, it also tells us to be careful. St. Silouan's telling us, be careful. Don't try to use a bad method to get a good result, right? So, maybe you want to make money and be rich for your family. That's a nice goal. It's okay. But don't cheat and lie to do that, okay? Maybe the goal is nice, but if you cheat and you lie to make that money, you become a bad person. It will change you. So it's it's okay to have the goal, but how you get the goal is very, very important. Maybe more important than the goal is how you get it. And even if you fail to get the goal, if you are good and true and strong and virtuous, then you still will have a lot of benefits and beauty and goodness in your life and sometimes you fail to get a goal it's okay right but people who they focus too much on the goal and then they cheat and they lie and they do bad things because they think it's okay well the goal's good so i can do anything to get it but that is the path of evil so it's very nice teaching i like it a lot Thanks again, um, Gregorios, for sending that book. I probably will do more teachings from this book. I like it. It's very good. Some of you ask about Rumi. A lot of you really enjoyed the Rumi poetry. I will definitely do more about Rumi also. Rumi's fantastic. Love Rumi. I've liked Rumi for a long time, actually. But uh, just recently, I found s some of the poems from Rumi that are... Uh, I just got... I choose the ones that are good for... Our, English learning. <laughs> Some of them are amazingly beautiful, but maybe not as good for English learning. But anyway, I will continue to do uh, teachings from Rumi as well. I mentioned the Business English course. That's great. Let me just do a quick update on a few things, and then we'll do live comments and questions. First on Gab, I had a nice couple of um, comments on my Gab. I wanted to read them because they're so nice. So, first is from Zobide, uh, here on YouTube, N-E-N profile. And this is so nice, because I ask about, on, on my gab, I ask a question. I said, what, where do you find goodness and beauty and truth in your life? Where do you find it? And so, N said, AJ's question made me think deeply. What if we had no internet, no books, no audios? How would we find beauty truth and wisdom the answer the answer answer the answer is so easy but sometimes we forget the beauty is all around us the beach the sky the stars the trees the sound of birds the tastes of foods the smell of coffee wisdom is watching our parents doing their jobs with love their strength, wisdom, happiness, and flexibility motivates us. In general, connecting to our five senses, appreciation gives us truth, beauty, and goodness. First of all, that is amazingly good English. <laughs> that is so well written. Excellent. And uh, secondly, the ideas are that's very beautiful. That's very nice. Thank you, Zobade. I agree. In fact, I kind of remembered this today. I was... Uh, 
at a, at the train station today, going to, into the city a little bit. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of, you know, I'm listening to Japanese, of course, just focused on that. And then I look up and I notice the sky and it's, it's, it was just this incredibly beautiful sky with these, uh, these kind of summer storm clouds, kind of, you know, like the, not storm, but they're white, but they're very tall, these big, tall, white clouds, right? You get these in summer sometimes. And then above those clouds was the moon. The moon was up during the day today. And the color of the sky was this incredible blue. And I was like, wow, that is just amazingly beautiful. And I'm just there in the middle of the city, just looking up and suddenly, ah, this incredible beauty that I, I just needed to notice. I had to look up and notice it. It was there the whole time, but I was not noticing it. So that's wonderful. Great. Another comment, this one from Slavika, also wonderful. Same question. She's answering the same question. My source of goodness, beauty, and truth is God and natural law. Everything happens for some reason. We are part of something big. Often we're not aware of it. Good point. Like me today. Beauty is all around us. In every ray of sunshine in the air we breathe. Every day I am thankful to God that this wonderful world exists. I'm not afraid of evil people or dark predictions of the future. That's not going to happen. It's always good will defeat evil. Truth, faith, and God gives us strength to all. And Huang down here says, I find it in the Buddha Dharma. Again, natural law. Again, Dharma. And finally, the last one I wanted to read is from Ilana Khan. The source of my happiness is my family, friends, and my pets. I try to fill my life and soul with positive things, and good books are one of those. I love to read inspirational autobiography books. Humans, the human spirit is the most amazing gift from God. People who found the way and the light in the most impossible situations are the best example for all of us. Well said. And that's why I like like this St. Siloan book is exactly that wonderful all of those really good now of course again follow me on gab guys get on gab get on my gab account and then right here gab.com aj hogue that's where we are now twitter goodbye communists twitter goodbye facebook blah, silicon valley we don't need them gab.com aj hogue join our effortless english group we've got a great group Okay, what else? Oh yeah, I wanted to do our update on our challenge as usual. So let's go to our challenge because the big numbers continue. I'm down. Okay, got to sign in again. One second. Let's just do a quick update. I'll just read the, like, the top five today. All right, first a listening challenge. How are we doing? We've got Sven and Julia, Sven Hoffner, Julia LeMaine, both at 121 hours. They are, we say in English, they are kicking ass. <laughs> a little slang. <laughs> kicking ass means to do a great job, to really do well. You know, to kick ass. They're kicking ass. It's positive. Then we have uh, Edward Anderson, number three, at 104 hours. Nice. Jose Ramos, or Ramos, at 102. And rounding out the top couple more, we've got Shko Ahmed, I am Paramal, Nicolo, Giuseppe, Emmanuel, Rafael, and Julia Takita. That's our top 10. Nice. Where am I? I'm 17. All right. Let's see. Now let's go to the reading challenge. And I'm near the bottom on this one. I have not been reading much. <laughs> Wow, Anderson, Edward Anderson has 104 suddenly. I don't know where he came from. How did he add 104 suddenly? I thought I'd limited it. But anyway, Carol Rousseri uh, at 45. Carol right now is doing the, okay, I can't pronounce French, guys, so sorry. The Via Podiensis. It's kind of like a Spanish-English pronunciation. Basically, it's the Camino. Camino de Santiago. But the Camino de Santiago, you know, What's great about this pilgrimage is that there's kind of the most famous route. If you watch the movie The Way, 
it's the most famous route. It's called the Camino Frances, which means the French Camino, the French Way is what it means uh, in Spanish. But it really is, the name is a little strange because it starts just, there's only one town in France, this, this section. And so this is kind of the most popular section most people do now. And it starts just on the border of Spain, but on day one, you cross into Spain, and pretty much all of it is following uh, a path across north northern Spain. And this is the, you know, a lot of people say this is called this the Camino de Santiago. But actually, the Camino de Santiago, you know, traditionally, it's, um, there are many different paths, because there are of course, you know, like a thousand years ago, people came to Santiago from many different directions. So there, there is something called the uh, Portuguese Camino. So it's, it also goes to Santiago, but starts in Portugal. So you start in Portugal, and then you go, and you, of course, you arrive at the same point, which is Santiago, Spain. There's something called the Camino del Norte, which is uh, the Camino of the North, and it's more north. It's along the coast of northern Spain, but again, finally, it ends in Santiago. Well, the one Carol's doing right now is in France, because, of course, in the past, people started in many countries. They started in England. They took a boat, and they walked. They started in France. And so this is maybe the most popular or the biggest now French route. And it goes across, cuts across kind of northern Spain. And then it connects with the one that starts, what's called the Camino Frances. It connects with the one that goes, the most popular one in Spain. So you could do both together as one big long Camino. And some people do that. So she's doing that. She's walking across Spain. I just wanted to mention, I mean, across France right now. Okay, so anyway, uh, she's doing great with the reading. Roberto de Santos, Sven again, Hikam, Zibanek, Salvador, Peggy S, Vadim, and Rinkidis, and there's Fuktin too. Very nice, guys. You're doing great. Everyone's doing fantastic. The challenge is going well. I'm enjoying it myself. Really has it's helped my Japanese tremendously in terms of my motivation. I'm doing a lot more hours than I was uh, last month. I just started Japanese last month. Okay, I've only been doing Japanese for a few weeks, but I made a big jump as soon as even before the challenge because I knew the challenge was coming. I increased my hours a lot last month and at the end of last month. And then now this month, I'm doing very well every day. I can feel myself improving in Japanese. Uh, so my motivation's high. And when I check in, I see these big numbers from other people. It inspires me like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to catch them. I'm not trying to compete with them. But it just makes me realize, ah, okay, I can find a little extra time. Like if I have a little 10 minutes during the day, instead of doing nothing, turn on some Japanese and get a little bit more. Right? That's how you can do it. That's how you can get your numbers up for especially listening. You know, you're doing the dishes. Well, listen to English while you wash your dishes, right? If you've just got a few extra minutes, you're, I don't know, in the grocery store, bring your phone or your iPod with you and listen to English at the same time. You can, you know, you get these little 10 minute, 15 minute pieces and you, you have five of those or six of those and you get, that's an extra hour and a half just from these little pieces of time through the day. So that's uh, very good. And thank you, everybody, who is doing the challenge. Okay, then, let's go to comments and questions now. We are live on YouTube. Some of you asked, why not Facebook? Because I've been having technical problems. Like a few weeks ago, started having problems where Facebook was dropping the live show constantly. So that's why I'm not on Facebook now. I don't know what was happening with that, but I'll try. Maybe I'll try again another Facebook Live again soon, and we'll see if it's better. All right, I'm gonna go back into our live comments now. All right, just gonna skip the hellos. Yeah, no, this is a good point from Vanu Rodriguez. Evil is the same as a vampire. 
looks good, but it's not. Well, indeed, where do you think, you know, this story of the vampire, we could, you know, see that message in it, right? That what are vampires? They kind of do show us and teach us uh, a lot about the nature of evil and evil people. Number one, vampires, uh, in the old, old stories, they were like monsters, but uh, in more recently, right, they're very charming, very handsome, or if they're women, very beautiful, right? They're seductive, meaning they're very attractive. And uh, another thing, they're like parasites, right? They have to suck the blood of the living. They can't live by themselves. They can't, they must, you know, use and hurt good people. And they're very good at lying and, you know, all these are the things. You can find some good messages in there, warnings, I guess. And you're right, they do have kind of a vampire nature. Kind of what St. Silouan was saying. Okay. Yeah, like English teaching oddly says... They, they, they teach about such things in school, but when a person grows up, they get out into the street, they go into business in, or politics, they get shocked, they see that only bad means are used. I wouldn't say only, but a lot, right? Yes. It can be a big shock getting into the real world, meaning outside of school, because uh, uh, it, for many reasons, <laughs> because school does not prepare people, does not prepare kids very well for the real world. Yeah, like Nasser says, evil can be very subtle and unnoticed. Sometimes you can't distinguish the evil person unless they hurt you. Sometimes they're very, very, very good. Very charming, meaning good at lying. Hey, here's a good English news here from Merdad. Nemadi. Last night I passed a plateau after a long time. Thanks, good person AJ from Low Intermediate. I have your course. Great. That feels good, right? It really feels good. I know because, you know, plateaus are frustrating. The plateau is where you're, you're improving and then you're, you hit a plateau. You get into a plateau with your learning and you kind of, it feels like nothing's happening. This happened to me. I'm kind of, right now I'm in a plateau with Japanese. So for Uh, For the first few weeks, of course, I started from zero. So from zero, you always improve a lot. There's only improvement, (laughs) of course. But then, you know, finally, and it happened to me maybe this week, I hit a plateau. So I'm doing all these hours. It feels like I'm not not remembering anything new. I'm, I'm not improving but of course you are it's just happening unconsciously and we, ha- we have to keep going because then this good feeling comes like uh, Merdad says that you finally like it feels like suddenly it happens something in your brain boom it changes and then bah, you start improving again and suddenly a lot of things start to you start understanding a lot more and you see this big improvement again and it, it's a fun improvement it feels really good Of course it does. And this challenge is a nice way to do that because we're doing so many hours. The plateaus are shorter, right? So if you're doing only one hour a day and then you're in a plateau, you might be in a plateau for a year or it might feel like it, right? Or seven months or something. But when you're doing seven hours a day or six hours a day, you still will have a plateau, but maybe the plateau is only one month. So it's, it's less frustrating. So by doing a lot more hours, it really, it makes it more fun overall. Yeah, Abraham Ali says, I know someone who pretends to be a hard worker. When I deal with him, uh, I didn't show him that I know he's lazy. A lot of people do this in jobs. I mean, I was guilty of this, I, I must admit, when I was young, that sometimes I hated my job, I was lazy, and I, you know, when the boss comes around, everybody's busy, right? Looking at their computer or whatever. If you're in a restaurant, everybody pretends to be cleaning, and, and then the boss leaves, and everybody gets lazy again. <laughs> yes. I wouldn't call that evil, but it's certainly a kind of, it's not virtuous, right? It's not virtuous. It's a kind of laziness and it is also part of human nature. 
We like to appear better. Uh, the microphone's hiding your mouth. It's important to see how you pronounce words. Okay, Mauro, that's good advice. I'll try to do it. I bring it up here just because to keep the sound good, but I'll, it's not bad advice so you can see my mouth. Just tell me if, if the sound gets too quiet, I'll increase it. Yeah, Slavika says, gray areas are non-existent in between good and evil. Indeed. We, this, is, this is another area of life. See, this is where school fails us because we, we, we want to we think, uh, it's hard. Schools don't teach complex thinking, right? Because the truth is, in some areas of life, there is, uh, I don't want to say gray, but there is, uh, you know, there's a lot of different choices, Right. There's, it's not just one right answer. But in other areas of life, there is clearly good and bad, good and evil. So we have to, this is part of judgment where you have to, to figure out some areas, some things are just wrong. They're just wrong, 100% wrong. There's no like maybe or sometimes, you know, like we see in Brave New World, like when they're abusing children, the sex with children, all that evil stuff. It's just wrong. It's evil. It's always evil, 100%. Totally evil. There's no gray area. There's no compromise. And there are other areas of life where we're not talking about that. Where, you know, like let's say learning a language. Where oh, there's lots of different choices and, you know, there maybe there's, you could say this method generally is better, of course. Uh, but there's also lots of variations and possibilities. It's more flexible. Yeah, this is nice. Lisa says, when I do something, I pray, I ask for something for myself. I always add that everything should be done in the best interests of everyone involved, not only for me. And this is a nice way uh, mentally, spiritually to, again, keep yourself good so that you're thinking beyond just yourself, not just your selfish desires, but also a desire for all to be happy. Tibetan Buddhists have a nice prayer about that. May all beings be free from suffering. May all beings be happy. Yeah, like I like what Namaz says. Gratitude's a big one. If you thank God every day, you'll be very happy. Begin your day with gratitude and end your day with that also. Yeah. And it can be grateful for the smallest things or, I don't know if small, but just the everyday, like... Seeing that beautiful sky with the moon and just to be grateful for that little moment of beauty. Just to be aware of it. Like it's there. It's there every day. But maybe some days I don't notice it because I'm, oh, I'm looking at the ground. I'm thinking of something and it's all right there and I don't even see it. Right? So, and we all do this. Okay, let's see. Boo, this booyah front with a English question. If I have bad habits in some sounds of American English, so pronunciation. If I practice shadowing, will I be able to break the bad habits and do the specific sounds correctly? Shadowing will help. You may need to do it uh, more like really focusing on little short phrases. You know, because shadowing is very fast. It's good for the overall fluency and intonation, I find. But for something like a very specific sound that's difficult, like, I don't know, like TH, for example, or something like that, you might actually have to do it more like s slow down more and do like some things that are very short, like a little phrase that has that sound, you know, and work on it. Repeat, you know, repeat, rewind, repeat working on the sound so sometimes if it's something very difficult yeah shadowing will help but you might need even a little more focused ah this is nice 
104 hours. Win-win has 104 hours. I was talking about the uh, when I was showing 104 hours. Yeah, they're doing great, man. They're really doing fantastic. Everybody's doing great. You're doing great, guys. If you live with a true heart, your heart will find the right way. Indeed. That's Katie. Katie. Uh, what is it? Up tip. <laughs> The Cyrillic alphabet I can't read. But anyway, hi, AJ. I've been watching your lessons for one year. It helped me a lot to improve my listening skills. Huge thanks and good wishes from Siberia. Thank you very much. Yeah, so Hickmanson says, I noticed the same thing today. While I was waiting for the bus, the color of the sky was the most beautiful color seen on earth. I looked around. I noticed everyone was staring at their phones. Hmm. So, right. We can be surrounded by this amazing beauty, even in a city, just by looking at the sky. And then, what? Everybody's looking at their phones. They don't even see it. Indeed. I'm going to jump down to the bottom and go backwards here. One second. Yeah, like Elena says, in the past we studied religion and also morality, character, philosophy in school. Now instead of that, children learn sexual education. Mm-hmm. Brave new world or clown world. If you want the modern slang, we call it clown world. Yeah, like here's a, a back to our challenge. Plataforma 23 says, I notice if you listen a lot to English, the improvement becomes natural. We don't even recognize how good it is. Yeah, it just it's kind of uh, unconscious, subconscious that these improvements are happening. We don't you're not really aware that you're getting better. Because you're not, you know, you're not speaking yet or you're not speaking much or you're uh you're not quite like I kind of realized this with my Japanese again at the beginning level that like, you know, right now I'm frustrated a little bit because I'm listening to these mini stories and it's like, oh, they're still really difficult. And I'm not I feel like I'm not understanding any better. Even I review it and then I just forget. But then I think, well, four weeks ago, three weeks ago, I didn't I understood nothing. <laughs> so I realized oh, I have improved. I just I need to relax and just keep doing it. It's working. It's working. Excellent. Renato says, greetings from Brazil. Today, I can understand everything people say because of you. Thank you so much. Wonderful. That's fantastic. Good to hear it. Yeah, like Mariam says here, Mariam Rastagar says, first of all, we must build up goodness and beauty in ourselves. Indeed. So much of it is our own mindset, our own, how we see the world, right? Again, you know, like everyone takes the red pill and we see the truth and we see the ugly truths, but we don't always see the beautiful truths, right? So again, like I, I'm at the station, I can be staring at a phone or I can look up and see the moon and the clouds and the sky and all of this amazing beauty right in front of me. Just put the phone down, <laughs> you know? Uh, so we can all do this in, in countless ways or like with my babies, you know, just instead of uh, focusing, they're crying, ah, you know, just look at how cute they are and their smiles and their laughs. And uh, today and again, another one, actually another moment today. Uh, so I get on the train after I see the sky. It puts me in a good mood. I'm being uh, more aware of beauty because of seeing the sky and noticing it. So I get on the train and next thing I'm on the train and there's this uh, family, a mom and a dad and these two kids, they're like, they look like twins. They're, they're young, maybe four, these little boys. And they're just super cute and really funny. And they're, they're playing and they're kind of being a little naughty, you know, but nothing bad, nothing terrible. Uh, just really, you know, energetic. And the parents are huh, trying to, you know, <laughs> control them. And it was, it was just very cute, very funny. It was another very sweet moment, very beautiful. 
there's we're constantly these things are around us we just have to open our eyes Yeah, like Machiavelli is is the perfect example. Marjan says it's called Machiavellianism, right? The prince Machiavelli, um, sort of famous for uh, this idea that it's okay to do evil things if you have a good good uh, goal, but of course it's it's still purely evil. Lots of people would do terrible things to achieve their goals, and then of course when they do achieve the goals, the goal is always terrible. It never becomes good. Good does not come from evil. Good does not come from murdering millions of people or thousands or even one. So, they are deluded or they are purposely lying to us. Hamza says, I feel an unfair advantage over pe- poor people, people and warriors. Makes me feel guilty. Don't. Okay, you know, this is a nice area of, you know, where you can just talk about karma if you like, but there's no need to, to feel guilty. You didn't do anything. Guilt means you did something wrong. You didn't do it. Are you killing them? If you shoot them, okay, feel guilty. If you do something bad to them, yeah, all right, but you didn't, okay? Who should feel guilty? The people... You know, we call them the world controllers or whatever. The people who are making the wars. The people who are doing the harm. They're the ones that should feel guilty, not us. They use the media, try to make us feel guilty. I feel guilty because there's some poor person here. Well, I didn't make them poor. Right? Or I feel guilty because of this war. I didn't shoot anybody. (laughs) You know, they try to do this in America. Like, we feel guilty about slavery. I never had any slaves. I don't feel guilty about it at all. Zero guilt. None. And you shouldn't either. Guilt is a way to make you feel weak and controlled. Don't feel guilty. Live a good life. And when you can help people, help them, of course. But guilty, there's no point in feeling guilty. You did nothing wrong, so don't feel guilty. You know, another way to think about this is you have some advantages. You can call it karma if you want. But you have some advantages, some gifts, some opportunities from God, from natural law, and you should you it's your duty to use them in a good way. Instead of feeling guilty and doing nothing, you're you should use use your intelligence, use your opportunities, use all the good things in your life to create even more good to help yourself and your family and your community and all around you. Okay, not just feeling guilty is crazy. Don't do it. I understand why because they program that in the media that but it's it's not healthy. Uh, Tolstoy, asking about Tolstoy. Uh, do you read any books by the great Russian writer Tolstoy? I've read one of his short ones, but uh, I I actually, it's he's on my list because I know great morality. I strongly recommend him. Of course, Tolstoy's you know super famous. So I'll add Tolstoy to my list. I would, yes, I intend to, but I have not actually read uh, Tolstoy. Okay, let's see. Jump down to the bottom here. Yeah, like Cleefe has a nice point here. When we defeat the evil inside ourselves, it will be easy for us to stand in front of any kind of evil and weaken them by spreading the good and love, praying and feeding our minds good contents. Yes. Like Gandhi said, become the change you want to see. Gandhi understood it. Gandhi understood very well that he had the good goal, as many Indians had the good goal of independence from England, their own nation. But Gandhi understood because he knew other, some Indians had thought, oh, we can do bad things because we have a good goal. So we're going to, you know, murder and kill and do all these horrible things uh, because it's, we have a good goal. And Gandhi understood, no, you can't do that, (laughs) right? Because then you become evil, just like them. So, no, we have to do it in a good way that will inspire, that will be good, and we can still win. But 
without becoming evil. So that's why people love Gandhi so much and are inspired by him, is that message and that example. You know, we, um, he wasn't perfect. He was a human being, but, but he had a very inspiring message. Yeah, like Ripsome says, uh, some people are looking for big things in their life. Still, we just need a few things to be happy. Yeah, I was recently asked this question, like, what do you do, AJ, in your life, you know, to be happy? And what are your, what's your daily life like? And what are you, and I don't know, so maybe some people are expecting some super, like I'm doing something big and dramatic, but it's like I just go for walks, you know, <laughs> go for a walk outdoors. I play with my babies. <laughs> Nothing big. But I don't need that stuff. I mean, I, you know, I travel. I have, but not right now. I can't travel because of our new babies. Um, but yeah, I've done. I've been to lots of countries and done lots of things. But honestly, I have a lot of happiness just by going for a walk every day. And looking at the sky and very simple things. And, you know, the big things are also nice. But we don't need them. Aung is asking about our baby boy. How is he? He is doing very well. He's getting bigger and stronger since he came home. So much better now. So much better. Thank you for asking. We're very happy. They're both very energetic now, both babies, which is why sometimes I'm very tired because <laughs> it's a lot of work, these little babies. Yeah, like Tata says, here's another nice one. I often admire the sunset with my husband. It's precious to find a person in life you can share such moments with. Indeed, very nice. Uh, Tamoe and I, my wife and I used to do this in, uh, especially when we lived in Hawaii and Maui. There's just uh, this nice beach where, you know, the sun would set and like not every night, but many nights, many evenings we would go over there in the evening and just watch the sunset. It was really always beautiful. Little things like that. And these things are free, you know? When are you coming to India again? Well, I've been to India, but um, I don't know. Next trip to India, probably a few years. I get to let the babies get a little bigger and stronger and Babies can't travel right now. One of them cannot travel. But uh, I'll return to India. Yeah, like Saba says, I'm honored I'm the same uh, language as Rumi, Mulana Rumi. He's a famous poet. Tells us about goodness, beauty, and truth in his poems. Perfectly, enjoyably, and noticeably. Yes, Rumi's wonderful. Room is uh, special, very for sure. I'm happy I can get English translations of Rumi. Ali says, as we get older, the evil part gets more powerful. Babies are pure goodness. Yes and no. Not necessarily. If you work hard to be virtuous and work on yourself. I think uh, some people get better as they get older. No, I mean, not compared to babies, of course. Yes, they're, they're wonderful. But I'm talking about adults that uh, I'd say I'm a better person now than when I was 20. Yeah, Abra, I like it. Abra says, when people ask me, what do you do? I answer that I do nothing. Of course, I'm joking, but they look at me strangely. Yeah, you can, you can, it's kind of fun sometimes to give, you know, like uh, fun answers to that question. What do you do? Of course, people are asking, what is your job? Um, but uh, in English, it it's a, the, the, the real meaning of the sentence, what do you do is, you know, like, what do you do? It's very general. So you could answer a lot of things. 
Mysar says, how's your Japanese improving? Eh, you know, I'm in a, like I said, I, I for a few weeks, probably the first uh, four weeks, I felt like, oh, I was really improving a lot. Now I'd say I'm, I feel like I'm in a plateau, you know, I like feel a little frustrated where I'm listening to a lot of things and I'm not understanding. I feel like I'm not improving much. You guys know this feeling. This is called a plateau. It's, but the good thing, it's natural. It happens. Anything you learn, not just language, anything you learn, these plateaus are normal. And what's happening is your brain kind of unconsciously, subconsciously, indirectly, your brain is still learning. It's making connections. It's figuring things out. But you can't, on the, on the outside, you, nothing's happening it seems right your your speaking is not better even your your listening it seems like it's not better uh your performance is not better seems like nothing's happening and then boom though the connections finally get strong enough in your brain and then you suddenly feel like a big improvement yeah i mentioned when i was learning to kite surf this happened right so i'm in the water yeah again and again like i said it was like I was very slow learning to kite surf, so it was probably maybe mm, 14 lessons, right? That's, I think each lesson was two hours, so that's, you know, 28 hours in the water and just of frustration, falling and falling and falling and crashing and falling and never standing up to ride on my board, my kites, kite board. And so I've, the whole time, all those 14 lessons, I feel like, I'm not learning anything. I'm still, you know, on lesson 14, I'm still terrible. I still cannot stand up. I still crash every single time. Nothing's happening. But of course, something was happening because on lesson 15, I got a new teacher who gave me just a little different advice and suddenly, boom, I'm up and I'm writing. Okay, so of course, something was happening in my brain and in my body where I was learning, but I couldn't do anything yet. And then suddenly, with just a tiny little change, lesson 15 and a big, big, big sudden improvement. And that's what happens with the plateaus. So I was in this long plateau in the beginning of kite surfing, and then suddenly, boom, I jump up and I'm riding. Okay, so this happens. Sometimes the beginning, you know, like with my Japanese, so a few weeks, I'm jumping up fast, now another plateau. You guys are going to do this in your English. You're going to have times, you're listening, 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 reading, reading, reading. Oh, nothing's happening. This sucks. Uh, and then suddenly you'll jump up, right? So it's, it's totally natural. People who learn music like a guitar or something, they have the same experience. They're, they're learning and learning and sometimes they feel like they're getting better and other times, ah, oh, I can't, I just can't do this. I can't do this chord. I can't, this song, I, I try and I try and I try and I still can't play this song, right? And it's super frustrating. And then suddenly one day, bam, you play it. It seems like just suddenly it happens. But in fact, you were learning, but it just was kind of more you know, in the background. <laughs> when will you introduce us to your babies? Maybe later. I feel a little weird about it with uh, social media, honestly. That's the problem. I, I, happy, I love the babies, I love you guys, but just social media, uh, I don't know. Yeah, here's another uh, VOA. Amal Ali recommending VOA. It's Voice of America. They have some English. Yes. Okay. Uh, Abbas says, I know you hate English classes. Me too. What about free discussion classes? Do you recommend it or not? I don't know exactly what you're talking about, but just to get together with people and have a discussion in English. Yeah, that sounds good. Why not? If you enjoy it, I, that's the key thing. Do you enjoy it? Do you feel like you're, you enjoy it? You're getting, a, it's a beneficial to you. That's the key point. 
Yeah, Albert Amani says, I'm not listening and reading too much for the challenge, but I'm doing the best I can. And that's all you have to do. Do the best you can. Do your best. That's enough. All right, a couple more, and then we are done. Say hello to Brazil, says Rodrigo. Hi, Brazil. Hello. Hello to Nepal. Just lots of people saying hello. Ah, uh, Abra says, is the Bhagavad Gita written in a difficult language? Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> oh, you're, maybe you're talking about English. English known, you can find a good translation that's not so bad. The original is Sanskrit, which is, yes, <laughs> difficult, like Latin, okay? Uh, but, uh, so that would be a hard job to learn Sanskrit. You could do it, but it's hard. But the in English, you can get a translation, I think, where the... Translation is not too difficult. Yeah. I think the uh, Eknath Eswaran translation is pretty simple. That's a pretty simple one to start with. Your voice is low. Thank you. I'll bump it up. All right, a couple more and then we're done. Uh, let's see. Do you know of any method to learn French similar to effortless English? <sighs> I would say use Link, L-I-N-G-Q, and use their mini stories. So get on Link and uh, do a search for mini stories and start there. The other thing you could do if you're starting at zero, like absolute zero, zero level, you might do Pimsleur. They're a little expensive, Pimsleur, but... Uh, I like Pimsleur for zero level. Some people don't like it, but I like it. Um, and Link. Yep, that's what I would recommend. That's all I know for French. I really don't know. Carol is a French teacher. You know, Carol in our challenge, I mentioned with the reading. She teaches French. So you might connect with Carol on Gab and ask her. She might have more... Um, resources, you know, more websites, more ideas for you. I think she, and she does teach French. So I don't know if she teaches online or not, but you could contact her. Okay, we'll end with Mayob. Mayad. 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 AJ's method boosted my learning of speaking English, gave me more confidence to go ahead. So I'm a graduate in the Master of Architecture now. Nice. Thanks a lot. Hope to see you one day. Well, thank you. You know, make beautiful buildings. We need more beautiful buildings. Too many ugly buildings. Make some beautiful ones. Okay, then. That's it. So the challenge continues. If you're interested in the book, the book I mentioned today, again, I'll show it on the screen if you watch on video. If you're listening audio, it's called St. Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N, St. Silouan, the Athenite. Good book. And what else? Business English course is coming and our challenge. So get on my Gab account. Follow me on Gab, gab.com. At AJ Hogue, A-J-H-O-G-E. Follow me on Gab. You're going to meet other Effortless English members there, sharing lots of great ideas. And, uh, you know, even you can still join the challenge now. Okay, are you going to win? Probably not. If you're starting now, you might be behind everybody. Who cares? I'm not going to win. Okay? <laughs> it doesn't matter. The point is that we all increase. We're all doing better. We're all excited and enthusiastic. It's like a fun run, you know, like for runners. You're, it's more fun to run a marathon with a thousand people 
or a hundred people. It's much more fun. Running a marathon alone is more difficult. <laughs> running a marathon with a lot of other people, it's kind of fun. Yay! You say hi to everybody while you're running, and you know you're all part of the the same challenge of finishing the race. Yes, the fast people at the front win the race. So what? But even if you're at the back, it's still fun. It's more fun, it's more enjoyable, more motivating, doing it all together. That's why we are doing this challenge. So join the challenge. You can join late. It doesn't matter. Jump in and do it. All right, lots of love to you. See you on Gab. And see you tomorrow to finish Brave New World. We finish another book tomorrow. Brave New World, the sad and depressing ending (laughs) to Brave New World tomorrow. See you then. Join my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Commit, don't quit at EffortlessEnglishClub.com.